Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. Did you guys hear about Lily from AT&T? No. I heard she's got five G spots. Wow. Pat Smith. Fuck the Titans. Is that it? Yeah, that's good enough. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. You're the stats and facts, man. Look at me. I am the Devin now. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, good day to you and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. Your favorite podcast for Jacksonville Jaguars football brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. My name is Taylor Smith. I am your moderator for the show. I am joined by your hosts, Sean Daly. Hello there. And Pat Smith. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to you all. Hope you're not feeling like us because we are getting our asses kicked over here. Devin's got the flu, so he's out today. Sean's got something. I think I'm getting something. So pardon us if we sound a little off. Pat's better off than all of us, so he'll probably do most of the talking. Obviously, the topic of the day is the Jaguars, but before that, we have to take a quick moment to direct our attention to DeMar Hamlin. Buffalo Bills safety collapsed during Monday's game against the Bengals in critical condition, but the news coming out has been good. Even so, just a scary thing to witness, and our hearts go out to his family and, of course, the Buffalo Bills team. Well said, Taylor. It's just, you know... This is for entertainment. This game that we watch is for entertainment. We're huge Jaguar fans, right? And it's just a fun, it's a fun thing to watch to take away from your job. Like, you know what I mean? Your week to week, uh, grinded out life here on the, in this world. And when you see something like that happen in your escape, it just, it sets things in perspective. Like it could happen at any time, anywhere, anytime. Like it was a one in a million type play and it was scary. We saw somebody lose consciousness on the field, so. I mean, Trevor Lawrence came out and said he played him twice in college, and uh, he knows him a little bit. And the Jaguars joined the rest of the NFL with changing their Instagram uh, profile pictures to pray for Demar. And uh, it's it's been a a real good thing that to see all the teams get together and and rally around this kid because life over everything, right? Life over everything. Life's too short. Uh, life over football. Uh, that's what matters. It's 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 hard to put in words. So. But yeah, we we had had to talk about that because we this is a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast and Jacksonville Jaguars play football and Demar Hamlin fell unconscious on a football field. So just don't take anything for granted out there. That's what to take away from this. Hopefully he comes out of it and uh, and everything's great and he has a great life. Uh, but right now we're in a holding pattern. It's kind of scary with that one. I like that. Thank you, Sean. All right, now on to Jaguars because, like you said, we are a Jaguars podcast. And I hate to change the tone so quickly, but we're feeling good right now. Yeah, we are. Jaguars feeling great. Jaguars broke the Titans curse just a few weeks ago, 
And here they go and do it again against the Texans. Break that three-year slide. 31 to 3, our fourth win in a row. Now 8 and 8, batting 500 just in time to close out the season with one last game against the Titans. Of course, we're honed in on that game, but let's first look back on this Texans game. Maybe not a spectacular, extravagant win, but that's exactly what we were going for. We said it in the last podcast, nothing fancy. Let's just get up by three scores, sit Trevor and the others, and ride it out. So, Pat, would you say all went according to plan? Just like we drew it up, Taylor. This was a meaningless game with all accounts mentioned, right? All factors involved. This was a meaningless game on paper, right? Because ultimately, it comes down to week 18, last game of the year. Us versus Titans, fighting for the AFC South spot. Sure, you can bat, you can argue percentages with me, and you need this and that. And you need the sun to come up on the west and, and float down to the east, and then the, the, the winds have to blow north. You, you need a whole bunch of different things to happen, for, for the Jags to lose and then lose to the Titans and then get still get into a wild card. So we don't care about that. It's the AFC South or bust. Okay, that's what it is. That's what matters. This game was more or less get the Houston monkey, the Houston wall that we haven't been able to break down for, I believe, three and a half years, if I'm not mistaken, or four and a half years. It might be four and a half years. We have been unable to beat this team, even though they've been going through woes of their own. We still seem to have gotten the shorter stick in each of these matchups. We have been able, I mean, getting swept yearly by these clowns. And finally, I think it goes to, and I'll, I'll say this until my throat goes out, Doug Peterson is the reason why you won this football game. You took this game seriously throughout the week. You treated this game like a meaningful football game, like you should in this NFL organization. Every game matters. I mean, just look at us now, right? Had we won another game, we could have rested the last two weeks, okay? We didn't need to worry about the Titans game, but now we are where we are because winning does matter, and every single win in this season matters. So, Doug Peterson brings this to the attention of the guys. Like, listen, this is a division rival. This is somebody that's been kicking your ass for four, four years now. Do something about it. The boys got together. They bought in like they've been buying in all year. You watch disciplined, methodical football for four Three and a half quarters, you got up by three scores, you beat the fucking bricks off of them, and then you rested Brandon Scherf, you rested Trevor Lawrence, you rested guys that you could take off and and, and make sure they get a, a a good week off because, you know, the Titans do play on a, on a longer week, they get a lot more rest. So you were able to define a, a, a decisive win against the Texans. You were able to rest the starters that you need to rest, and you are going into the week as good as you can, confidently, uh, healthy. You're feeling good, man. I mean, the vibes are up. Man, beat the Texans. God feels good to beat the Texans, bro. Oh, that was a away. long time coming. Away at that. Yeah. You know how many players on that team had never beaten the Texans? Oh, I know. Think about that. I know. Josh Allen. I don't, think, I don't think there is a soul. Josh Allen hadn't beat the Texans. Smooth, yeah. Smooth well, beat smooth, the Texans. Yeah, maybe. But. Uh, Josh Allen had never beaten the Texans. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same. It's the same mentality. You, if you, if you catch the pregame talk ups, uh, if you were able to see the one for Tennessee, they were very adamant. They were very clear in front of the cameras. We hate these motherfuckers. Yeah. All right. We get beat by these motherfuckers daily. Like this. This is what. This is what happens to us. Do not let this happen again. Be different. Be better. And that's what they did. Man, that's what they did. That, this last that hype video the Jaguars released on Instagram. That that H Town knocking the door down. That was awesome. That had me ready to run through a wall. 
Uh, we ain't knocking no more, baby. We ain't knocking, we ain't knocking oh, no more. Man, it's so great. And then Dewey, after the game, instead of saying it was always the Jaguars, he just said, always us, baby. And that, that, that was like even better, dude. Andrew Wingard, his glow up as a Jacksonville Jaguar this season is insane. And he's not even playing like out of his mind, but he is like the best personality on the team. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best personality on the team. Like Trevor Lawrence, the best player. He's the face of the team. He's the face of the franchise. But I mean, he's kind of, he's well-trained. Like he's, he says the right things. He, he stays in the middle. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. He stays in the middle. Andrew Wingard, he don't give a fuck, dude. He's out there just, he's living. He's saying what he wants. He's saying how he feels. And I think he's, he's become a, like a favorite character on this team when he was a punchline before. Like he was getting beat deep every week and we just hated, we hated Dewey. We wanted Dewey off the team. We said this podcast, we wanted 42 gone. Right. And now he's just, he's one of our favorites and he's just, it's crazy where we're at. So it's wild. Uh, finally beat the Texans. That was good. It looks like they're going to get Bryce young. So we're going to have to play him for two times every year, but you know, it is what it is. That's enough about the Texans. Who gives a shit about that game? We sat the starters in the, uh, in the third and fourth quarter. Like Pat said, ETN didn't even play in the second half after going for a hundred yards and a touchdown in the first half. Mm -hmm. So now it's it's on to the Titans. It's it's, it's on to the Titans. Uh, one game for the rest of your lives. Uh, you know, Josh Dobbs, revenge game. Oh, yeah. Huge. Best trade Jaguars ever made. For, uh, was it a fifth-round pick for Josh Dobbs? Yeah. Uh, Taylor looked that up. Fifth round? M- Might have been a fourth. I think it was a cold Big Mac. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cold Big Mac. No rapper. Yes, went to the Steelers for a fifth-round pick. No cheese. Josh Dobbs played really meaningful minutes for the Jaguars. And now he's the only thing that stands in our way from the second division title in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Fun little story about this Jacksonville Jaguars team. I was talking with my friend Josh and Josh was like, man, this team is just, I love this team. Like it's just so many good players to rally around and just think when we get Ridley next year, we're going to be a top five offense, man. And I was like, brother, we're seven right now. It's 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 week 18 in the NFL season and the Jaguars have the seventh ranked offense in the NFL right now mm-hmm. with, with Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, uh, Jamal Agnew. These dudes, they're ahead of teams like the Los Angeles Chargers with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler. Uh, they're ahead of teams like. The Las Vegas Raiders that traded for Devontae Adams. They got all these big names. These big, they're ahead of the Minnesota Vikings with Justin Jefferson and their 12 wins. The Jaguars have better offenses than those teams. And that's just where we live. It's live and in living color. I mean, it's again, it is a and it's a testament of what Doug Peterson has done with this staff, with these players. I mean, these players, they were they were counting out Christian Kirk. Who gives a fuck about Christian Kirk? Most people couldn't point out Zay Jones on, on a roster if you didn't tell him what team he came from, okay, before this year. And and these guys are are making play. Evan Ingram. You know, the, the Giants loathe Evan Ingram. They thought getting rid of him was the best thing that they've done since Eli Manning won the Super Bowl for him. Okay. And then these these guys, all right, this this ragtag team that was quoted out before the season started are a top 10 offensive unit. And, and you wouldn't have believed it going into this year. I mean, most people wouldn't have. It is the collective 
talent and is the collective buy-in that these kids are doing for Doug Peterson and what he's doing and, and what he's and he's shifting to their strengths and making Evan Ingram look like a, a top five tight end and making Christian Kirk a thousand yard receiver and Zay Jones uh, uh, making him a, a complimentary receiver. So he's taken what he was what he was able to do in just one single offseason and create something people would have never imagined. Okay, even even you're 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 beyond your highest expectations. And he's he's delivering on a silver platter, visors, glasses, marker in hand. The guy is going to murder you. If you see that on the other side of the field, easy. He's going to cut up your defense. He is the grim reaper. If you see that visor and you see those glasses, consider it a done deal because that ball is going down the field, whether you like it or not in the air on the ground, it's coming to you. And there's not a damn thing that your defense is going to be able to do about it. And that's what we have this year. And it's only going to progress higher next year. I have to disagree with you because you said nobody saw this coming. Mm even with their highest expectations. Mm. But I know somebody that saw it coming. Oh, I know what he's talking about. I've already got that clip prepared. Mm. Do you now? Yep, and it's going to sound real familiar for you, Pat. Ladies and gentlemen, this clip comes from a little show we've been paying attention to, been keeping an eye on them for a while. show goes by the name of the Duval Hot Takes podcast. This clip was way back before the start of the season, July 21st, 2022. This host was laying out his prediction for the schedule. Here's what he had to say about Week 18. I doubt the Titans make a run for it. Someone's got to win this division, man. This is what I think we're going to be talking about all year long. Someone has to win this division. All right? Why not us? Here we go. Why not us? I honestly think the only team you got to worry about are the Colts, and that's if their little experiment goes well with Matty Ryan. But I doubt it. I just doubt it. I, I just have too much doubt this is the year. If you want to pull it all together, if Doug Peterson wants a good hoorah moment, ice cream on Saturdays, this is the season to pull it together. You have young talent. Why not us? Okay? Go out, get this win, beat the Texans, and then follow it up with a season closer of beating the Titans at home in front of a sold-out crowd. And maybe we make a little playoff run. Oh maybe we get in there and, and see a game or two in this the playoffs. Guy. I don't need to win the whole thing, but let me see a playoff game. Little did we know that it wasn't ice cream on Saturdays that we wanted. No. But it was football. That's it. It's football on Saturdays. And we got it, baby. We got football on Saturday. It was. It's not Sunday night football. It's not uh, Nance and Romo at 4 p.m. on Sunday. Okay. But it's Saturday night under the lights. Only game in town. Tell me what, uh, what other team plays on Saturday. I forget. Taylor, can you tell what other team plays on Saturday? I forget. So Saturday's actually got two games. The first oh, is Chiefs at Raiders, and that is at 4.30. But if you're talking prime time, if you're talking 8.15 p.m. under the lights, it is the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars and nobody else. It's, no, it's just those two. Just, just those yeah, two? Just those two in the, in the whole nation. Oh, that's okay. it. That's so. it. This this is the this is the biggest stage against your biggest divisional opponent for the for the biggest prize in the AFC South. It's it's all on the line. Like you said, you are playing a game where next week doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have to win to see another day. It doesn't matter. Josh Dobbs goes 350 on you and three touchdowns, and he earns that game. You don't get to play football anymore. That's it. That's what, that's all you, that's, you know, Rayshon Jenkins loses it. Everyone has to come together collectively 
I mean, I'm telling you, man, tape, and I know it's being handled appropriately. I know because because it's Doug Peterson. The man is cooking right now. He's under the magnifying glass. He's got these boys in film. He's got these boys warming up, getting ready, scheming. I mean, it. there is absolutely no fucking reason you lose this game. There isn't. I mean, people, that, that injury report gets longer as the days go on, okay? I, I don't even know if they're going to have a, 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 a head coach. Vrabel might be on that list. They, that, that line is getting exponentially longer. There, you are facing Josh Dobbs, who hasn't played meaningful football in his entire career. He signed with the team 12 days ago. He was not. He hasn't played a meaningful game of football since Tennessee. Okay. And that's back, back in college. Not, not Tennessee Titans that he hasn't played a meaningful game of football in years. And this is their quarterback. He he looks like a failed science experiment. You know, I'll tell you the failed science experiment. He's definitely the ugliest quarterback in NFL history. I'm going to, that's a hot take. You know, I'm gonna I, say ugliest brother. I look at look at his face. It's it's not great. the The forehead is like a seven head. All right. Well, if he, he, if they run out of room on the whiteboard to drop the play, they can just draw it on his forehead. <laughs> if if they need if they need to extend the play, they can just write it on there. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. I this I despise. I despise this team, and I can't. I, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for a second that these boys are hurt. I don't wish injury on players, but the fact that I can't do anything about it, it's out of my control, and these are the circumstances we play under, I don't care. I don't care that half their team is broken. I don't care that Vrabel still can't see with both his eyes. I don't care that Josh Dobbs hasn't played meaningful football. I don't care. It's very simple. This is high school football. You have Derrick Henry, who's rested, who's primed up. This is his Super Bowl. This might be the last meaningful game Derrick Henry plays on this team. And that's it. That is all you got. There is, you can't name a single other player on this roster on either side of the football that's going to be worth a damn this week. That's that's healthy. That's 100%. It's Derrick Henry. It's, it's nine in the box. It is make sure Derrick Henry is contained. If Derrick Henry gets 70 or less yards on you, that's the game. That's game over. You go up three scores on the Titans, that's the game. Derrick Henry is useless after three scores. He can run the ball all he wants if they're down three scores because that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Josh Dobbs is going to have to be an absolute surgeon to win this game. He is going to have to come out of his cocoon and become a phenom to try and, and throw against a secondary like ours. Okay, a defense that has scored off of turnovers. I think we're ranked top five in, in points off of turnovers. We have 13 picks for the year. Uh, a secondary that's been nearly flawless except of the of, of help of a, of a nickel corner. Trey Herndon. Okay. Don't put Trey Herndon on an island. Andre Sisco. Tyson Campbell, Rayshon Jenkins, these boys are hawks, okay? And they are, oh my God, I'm telling you, I'm more excited for the defense than I am the offense this week. I I am, I am. I see Josh Dobbs spiraling very quickly. I see the pressure getting to Josh Dobbs. I see Josh Dobbs panicking. I see him throwing ducks. I see us playing duck hunter and just swat, just, just snagging balls, Snagging balls. What do you think Trayvon Walker is going to do this week? I want to hear your Trayvon. Oh, 
And I mean, he's going to be pushing more than he's ever pushed before, Sean. I'm talking fucking sturdy paws. Just head down, arms up, push, push, push. And Josh Dobbs, hopefully he's playing on the inside, and and Josh Dobbs just sees a big fucking wrecking ball just coming his way. Trayvon's not going to see him, but Josh Dobbs is going to see it. And he's, yeah, that's what's going to cause the panic. That's what's going to cause the disruption in the backfield. Listen, the defensive line, Augustus had a game last week. Uh, uh, Roy Robertson Harris is having... A, a, a three-game stretch out of this world on this defensive line. I mean, I, I was, and, and I'm still pro cut Roy Robertson Harris, but but I mean, having a phenomenal showing in the last three weeks. Uh, Josh Allen getting involved. I mean, already. I mean, key. we're paying him right now. He might as well play well. You might as well play well, right? And again, these these boys are excited. If you if you even spend five minutes on the social medias, you're you're seeing the hype. You're seeing the the hot mics. You're seeing the cameras. You're seeing these boys are excited because for the first time, and like Sean mentioned, beating Houston is quite the accomplishment for a lot of these cats that have been on this team for four plus years. That that's quite the accomplishment for them. Whether you think it was meaningless or not, that was quite the accomplishment. So being able to come home on Saturday night, rest, no rest, short week, no short week, doesn't matter. They are going to be playing with some adrenaline, with some spirit, with some enthusiasm. I mean, this this is this is the kind of game players It's a playoff game. Money can't buy these games. These situations. No matter what you do, money cannot cannot bring you to this level, to this stage that they're about to play on. Like you said, this this is a free playoff game. Yeah. Because it's win or go home. It's a free playoff game. And it's at home. It's prime time. It's under the lights. And that stadium that stadium is going to be ferociously loud. I mean, it is going to be an environment. Listen, if you're a Titans fan, for whatever God reason you're listening to this podcast, don't come. Don't come. It's not going to be fun for you. It's not going to be Disney World. It's not you get to come in and watch a football game. Because I assure you, you won't be able to step foot Near the stadium, tailgating lot without getting ridiculed, without getting fucking bombasted. Okay, you you are not going to have a fun time. This is not your this is not your grandma's stadium anymore. Okay, if you think this is the fans of 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 Jaguar past, forget about it. They are seething. They are they are. Oh my god, I can't wait for this fucking environment that I am going to witness on Saturday night in this stadium. There have been a handful of days in this stadium that I've been absolutely just just floored. With with the energy, with 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 the with the with the fans, with the with the noise, this is going to be one of them, and I can't fucking wait. This has been the longest week of my life waiting for this Saturday night game, and I can't wait. You know, I can remember back to when Jeff Fisher was the head coach for the Tennessee Titans, and Jeff Fisher called Jacksonville a home away from home, mm. and uh, and I hope that this Saturday we can put that to bed. We can put the Jeff Fisher home away from home Jacksonville Titans 
uh, a way we put that to bed. Hopefully, I'm telling you, there is no safe haven this Saturday night. Do not if you've got a ticket, sell it. Yeah. Just don't don't show up. Oh man, don't don't show up, man. I'm telling you, if you're a Titans fan, you're in for a rude rude awakening. If you think you've traveled here before and it was easy going and you thought things were cool and you know you got to talk shit all day long and you were able to, that's not what you're gonna find, my friend. It's not. Uh, I'm telling you. You know. I just one thing I got to say about the offensive side of the ball with the Jaguars. I'm worried about Walker Little. Dude, I'm worried about Walker Little. I was, you know, he he makes the block to uh, spring ETN for the 62-yard touchdown. And then two plays later, he gets put in the spin cycle and gives up a sack to Trevor Lawrence. Well, I mean, I, I, to- I told you. I told you that the left tackle position... Even against Houston, okay, it's it is incredibly hard. Okay, you're not facing the same guy every snap. Okay, you're going to be stunning on. You're going to get you're going to get uh, blitzes on you. You're going to have to pick up uh, guys, and they're going to scheme in different ways. They're going to hide blitzes, and you're going to have to pick up on it very quickly. It's it's not an easy position to play, even against the league's lowest of talent. Okay, so yeah, I I, I agree with you. I mean, off I, for for Walker Little, it's going to be a learning curve. I thought I knew it was going to be a learning curve yeah. for him to get in and play a full four quarters of football. Someone's someone's eventually going to get up on over you, and and you have to see how you adjust and hopefully adjust well. I don't think he played miserably against the Texans. I think he filled in well, and that's that is the role you're going to have to fill in, brother. There's not there's nothing waiting for you on that bench. There is nobody else to come in and help save the day. You you are that guy. So he better get the fucking job done, man. It's it's time to time to put up or shut up. Yeah, well, the Titans secondary is terrible. So I'm not worried about that. Trevor's gonna be able to to carve him up, but he's gotta have time. So mm-hmm. as long as as long as they block, I feel like Jaguars are gonna get it done easy. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm gonna say, uh, man, and coming in to the year, I had the Jaguars eight and nine mm-hmm. and missing the playoffs. Mm. And God, I've 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 never wanted to be wrong more. <laughs> never, than that. never ever. I have never ever wanted to be wrong more. I want to. I just want to like laugh at the myself from the month of August and just mm-hmm. be like, ha ha ha, you loser! You didn't. You're know. an idiot, 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 Sean from August. And so now, it's a playoff game. Like 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 we said, the playoffs start a week early, mm-hmm. right? Whatever team wins this game mm-hmm. has an advantage going into the playoffs because number one, home game. Be a home game in the playoffs. Yep. And number two, you're mentally ready because you just played a playoff game. That's it. You you just suited up, prepared all week for a playoff game. And whatever team you're playing did not. Mm-hmm. Didn't. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm telling this is an opportunity. It's like Pat said, this opportunity. Jaguars, the Titans are a really bad football team. They'd probably be in the bottom three in the league right now. Like if if we were to be like where where how we feel about teams, they'd be right down there with the Texans. They'd be right down there with the I'd say even the Jets, you know what I mean? Like, they're really bad. There's no reason you can't win. There's, 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 I mean, listen, from an unbiased standpoint, there's a lot of peace moving that they're going to have to do this offseason. They're blowing it up. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of heart to heart conversations in this offseason for that organization. They haven't won a game since they fired their GM. Yeah. They fired the GM and they have not won a game since then. That tells you where they're at. Mm -hmm. Like Kevin Byard was interviewed. Like, does it feel like everything's falling apart? And he was just like, yeah. 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 Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, Like instead, instead of the professional, like, Hey, we're just going to get after it. We're going to, we're going to come back and we're going to, the guy's like, no, it's pretty, it's It's pretty bad. bad. It's bad here right now. (laughs) It's like the urban Meyer led Jaguars. They were just like, Oh man, 
Sucks. And I mean, the the fans, the fans on social media are not are not any different. I mean, if you if you I've been interacting with them, it's been fun. It's been casual. It's good banter. Uh, I remind myself uh, it's for them. You know, I'm waiting for this Saturday to come. And for them, I, I imagine uh, uh, John Bernthal on uh, on, on yeah. Punisher, the meme, you know, no, no, wait, 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 no, 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 wait. <laughs> You know, just just that they they could they could they could wait another week, another two. Hell, they could wait a month if they could. I think the Titans fans. If I were the Titans fans and Josh Dobbs was my quarterback going into week eighteen, I wouldn't even watch the game. I now I would be looking at the draft. I uh, would be looking at some some draft prospects, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'd, I'd maybe watch. Maybe rewatch the Office a little bit. Maybe like season four of the Office when it was like really good. Yeah. Uh, just like dive into that a little bit rather than watch this game. But as a Jaguar fan, I haven't been this excited for a football game since mm. 2017 against the Patriots. So it feels you know good to I mean? be back, man. So it feels good to be all the way back, oh, buddy. Hey, it it's it's a wild time. It's good. To, uh, but here we go. Prediction. So yep, let's go. I said on this podcast that mm-hmm. I would never pick the Jaguars again. That was I <laughs> was about two months ago. And My how the how the turntables have how, turned. How the turntables have tabled. And now here we are. I just picked them to beat the Texans, and they won. That's that's like the first time I picked the Jags to win, and they won mm-hmm. like all year. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might be the first time. Could be. So I'm gonna ride that wave. I'm gonna ride that wave. I'm gonna say Jaguars, thirty-four, Titans, twenty. Mm. That's what I'm gonna say. Mm. That's that's it. I, I'm telling you. I think. Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown, you know, didn't throw a touchdown pass last week. Didn't throw a touchdown pass the week before. I think stats regress to the mean, and I think he throws for four scores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four scores. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and uh, they all go to different receivers. Marvin, who, oh, by the way, shout out Marvin Jones. Great game. Great game last week. My, it might be a swan song time for Marvin it Jones. Might be. Might be, it might be. might be his last season yeah. of Jaguars It uniform. might be. Could be. And he's making it. He's making it one to remember. Yep. You know what I mean. And uh, let's so get Marvin. Let's Jones, get him another game. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Dan Arnold. Those are your four touchdown scorers mm. this week. Dan Arnold's going to get him one. I'm going to give you my predictions, but first, how about some facts and stats? Taylor Smith. Yep. Stats and facts, man. Let's do it. You mentioned Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. Both of those men are going to try and make some money this week. Money, money, money. <laughs> Zay Jones has two bonuses he can go for. He needs two receptions to make two hundred and fifty thousand, and he needs ninety-eight receiving yards to make five hundred thousand. And then Christian Kirk also needs two receptions for a five hundred thousand dollar bonus, and ninety-one receiving yards also for a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. God Almighty! Can you imagine? Catching the ball twice and making half a million dollars. Yeah, well, I mean, Zay Jones has dropped the ball 12 times this week, so hopefully he doesn't. Ooh, or he, th- I hey, mean, yeah, he's dropped yeah, the ball 12 yeah, times. Hey, I'm hey, just hey, saying. Hey, hey. I'm just saying. The guy's got a little bit of the little bit of the drops he's going on. I saw in that game against the Texans, he jumped up like three feet in the air for no reason, dropped the ball. I was like, what is this? What is this with this guy? It's every other week with this guy. It, well, it's every other week. Uh, we're on the right week this week. We're, we're on, on the, the right, right week. week. We're on the right week. Okay, that's good. So I, th- I think all those numbers get uh, get achieved. That's my uh, that's my take. I think. Uh, so I think, for my for my personal opinion, um, I have this game at thirty seven thirteen, and I believe 
that if Southwest wants to make some good money, if they want to bounce back from that nightmare uh, that they just had for the last two weeks, they buy the rights to Jacksonville Stadium. Because on Saturday night, TIA Bank will also be a no-fly zone. Okay, I'm talking balls are getting hocked. Balls are I'm getting talking. Hocked. I'm talking about lost baggages. Okay, lost footballs. I'm talking about defensive scoring. Tam Trevor Lawrence can won't have to work that hard because we've got a pick six. Okay, we've got a fumble on the twenty that Trevor's just gonna have to dink it in and 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 get give uh, give Zay Jones a catch there, you know. And then Devin Lloyd pick. I mean, Jeez. listen, that's all I'm just gonna say. Yeah, Devin, Devin Lloyd's Lloyd not that good, man. Hey, he's due for another one. It's time for another one. Defensive rookie of the year stats pad up thirty seven. 13. It's <laughs> defensive rookie of the year. You're crazy, man. 30, he ain't 30, even on the fucking voting. <laughs> 37, 13. It's not close. The boys are rumbling. The stands are jumping. It's an electric factory in Duval County and Tennessee Titan fans. The spiral continues the sweep if anyone has a good sale on a broom this week please let me know i need one for saturday because i'm going to be doing a shit ton of sweeping it's sweep city saturday night have your ticket ready under the lights jack secure afc south title since 2017 and guess what we're not letting it go anytime soon there you go. You had me going for a minute. I, I wasn't sure where you were going with that Southwest bit, but you're absolutely right. This is our time. We've got the full attention of the AFC South and the NFL, and we are not letting go. We're going to make sure everyone knows it was always the Jags. It's always us, baby. God. The playoffs start week 18 Saturday night. That's it. That's the mentality. Mm. Jags in Duval. The first playoff game is in Duval County. Oh, and you saw they painted the end zones teal, brother. This is gonna. This isn't just a game. This is gonna be a statement. It's a. It's a great time to be alive. Hopefully, hopefully they do it, and uh, we go on a go on a little bit of a magical run. It'd be awesome. You said it. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you as always for joining us on this week's episode of the Duval Hot Takes podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. Sean Daly, hawking balls. Pat Smith, they said it once, they'll say it twice. Fuck the Titans. Devin Mabe, facts and stats, could not join us today. We miss him. I hope I did an adequate job filling in for him. Week 18, Tennessee Titans at Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't even know why I'm reciting this off. You already know, this Saturday, January 7th at 8.15 p.m., you guys are going to be loud and proud. I just know it. We'll see you there. Of course, we'll also have live takes on Twitter at Duval Hot Takes. Pat has been chirping all week, and you guys have been right there with him. The excitement is palpable, and Saturday is almost here. We'll see you after the game right here on the Duval Hot Takes podcast. Until then, peace.